0: This is the Ned Group Investments podcast, a space where you can learn more about our fund managers, the funds they manage, as well as getting up to date and important developments affecting the investment world and how they might be relevant to you.
1: As you know, we have a relationship with BlackRock on not only on our money market and liquidity side, but also across the rest of our business, especially on the core range. And it's a wonderful relationship. The numbers BlackRock talk are, are always staggering. Phil mentioned to me yesterday that they'd had a hundred billion dollar net inflow just into his franchise alone, just over the COVID uh, period. So we're very privileged to, to have Phil. Curly, on um, the sales side, sales director for the BlackRock liquidity strategy, and Geeta Sharma, who's the portfolio manager of the US dollar liquidity strategy that we have registered and distribute down here. We're happy to have them join us. Phil, if you can take us through your side of things and then introduce Geeta. Good
0: morning, everyone. First, first and foremost, I hope this finds you all safe and well. Thank you very, very much for the invite again. Right, so you have us for about ten minutes. As Sean just said, um, I'm just going to touch on the fund and give you an overview of the fund that you can access via the NetGroup team. And then my colleague Gita Sharma, who who runs the fund, she's the lead portfolio manager. She's going to give you an overview of, uh, of, of the market and and the current positioning. Right, so the fund. When we talk about the fund, this is a short-term money market fund. It's in dollars, and it's what we see clients using rather than a traditional call account. A bank call account when they're holding US dollars. The investment objective, first and foremost, capital preservation and liquidity. But you will typically see uh, a pickup on yield um, using this fund over, over a bank account. Just a little bit about the fund, because it's slightly nuanced, um, I think, to what you will be familiar with, with the RAND fund. Just in terms of rating, it, it is AAA rated. It's AAA rated by Moody's, S&P and Fitch, so the three rating agencies. The framework, the regulatory framework, the fund is classed as a low volatility NAV fund, which means when working within strict criteria, the NAV of the fund will always be what? Structure, it's a usage fund, it's, domic- it's domiciled in Dublin, in, in Ireland, and it's importantly for you, it's section 65 approved. The duration, the fund has a maximum weighted average maturity of 60 days and the weighted average life would be a maximum of 120 days. And then the final maximum maturity would be 13 months. Liquidity, the fund will hold a a minimum of 10% in daily maturing securities, and 30% will be in weekly maturing securities, so a very liquid um, fund. In terms of credit, um, the holdings, very traditional money market securities, but typically banks. And the important bit being the minimum rating of those banks would always be a minimum of A1, and that's by S&P. Very diversified, um, a maximum of exposure to any one issuer would always be 5%. In terms of dealing cycle and cutoff, uh, we have two options. Um, we have a distributing share class, which gives investors same day access, so instant access to funds, or we have an accumulating share class, which is T1, so next day. And the dealing cutoff, a nice late dealing cutoff, so so beneficial operationally at five five p.m. and that's New York time. Um, the current AUM, it's 41 billion in size currently, and the yield. This is a net yield to give you an indication, just over 50 basis points. Just on performance, you know, no doubt the markets have been through uh, through in a period of extreme stress, but the fund. Performed impeccably well, and it's done really exactly what it's supposed to have done over the last the last two months in terms of meeting all 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 all, all redemptions, and, and and taking in subscriptions. Now, just before I hand over to Geeta, talk a little bit about sort of markets and, and positioning. I was just looking at some notes. Um, uh, so I spoke at this conference last year. You know, rates were over two percent at the time. Uh, we were talking, uh, the talk The talk then was around the, the standoff we were seeing between the market um, and the Fed. The market had very much built in rate cuts at the time, but the Fed were using words like patience and, and being data dependent. It was then all very much about Trump. Um, Trump was upsetting most people. Trade wars, and we were talking about Brexit. You know, that certainly seems like uh, a very long time ago now, and, and, and relatively normal to, to how we find ourselves. Um, although I think that, that Trump may be the, the, the one consistent uh, that that mm-hmm. we do see. On that note, I'm just going to I'm going to hand you over to Geeta now to give you some colour on, on what's been happening. If we can do that in five minutes, um, what we're seeing um, and how we're we're currently positioned. So uh, so Geeta, over, over to you.
2: Thank you, Phil, and thank you to Sean and Ned Boots for having us along today. Um, yeah, just as Phil mentioned, uh, I'll just cover sort of a quick update on market developments and, and backdrop, and then really talk about the fund strategy. So, leaving with that, you know, the current market environment, unsurprisingly, is very much impacted by the fallout from COVID you nineteen. Know, it's affecting us all in our daily lives and and really driving markets as well. I think the key thing here is is that the US Federal Reserve were one of the very first um, and still are a leading central bank in terms of a response to the current risks associated with the virus outbreak. And they've, they've done a number of things to really support markets, support businesses and support households recognising that they need to do much more than just adjust policy rates. So, the first thing is, is that they did adjust policy rates and they were very quick to do this, actually cutting outside of their scheduled meetings twice in March, um, which took the Fed funds re- uh, target range now to zero to 0.25%. So, we are at historical lows in US interest rates and you know they, they feel that, that is the uh, appropriate uh, response in, in light of what's happening. In addition to that, they've done a number of other things. One is that they've increased asset purchases. So it's really to support liquidity in the market and to keep rates low. They are also, they have announced and continue to highlight their their support to do further in this regard, liquidity and credit facilities, which are really to ensure that there is super efficient market functioning, given the risks around the world. And also ensuring that there's support going directly to businesses and households who need access to to, to credit at this time. And um, in addition to that, they've also uh, alleviated some of the regulatory requirements for banks and other institutions to really support the monetary transmission mechanism. These are all tied together. And we heard from Chairman Powell even yesterday. He he gave a speech where he indicated that you know this could be around for the impact of this could be around for a lot longer and the need to be supportive therefore is uh, is underlined and and so they would do more if required i think for now we believe that uh, interest rate cuts that have been enacted are are at, you know are, are limited in terms of where they could go further they don't seem to be supportive of a negative interest rate policy they do believe that these other facilities and what we call non-standard traditional tools are Uh, sorry, non-standard tools are preferred over the traditional tools and will be more effective in the the results to get both employment up and inflation up towards their target levels. So what has happened as a result of all of these changes is really that U.S. dollar yields have continued to move lower since mid-March and we're now approaching historic lows. So one of the key measures that the market follows is three-month U.S. dollar LIBOR levels and that is now sitting below forty basis points and have been at you know over one and almost one and a half percent at the end of March, so a very quick adjustment. we continue to see pressures on yields coming lower because of this accommodative stance from the central bank and from that for that we you know the investment yields in which in which we are investing are also moving lower, but one thing we are doing is employ more of a barbell strategy in the funds. Now, what that really means, and still and alluded to the need to hold liquidity, what we are doing is holding larger larger amounts of liquidity. So, he mentioned, you know, we have to hold 30% liquidity in one week. That means essentially we've got investments maturing in the one-week space to meet ongoing uncertain um, liquidity requirements of the underlying investors we are holding actually closer to 50% so well in excess of the minimum requirements and that's really because we do feel that that's the appropriate way to be positioned in the current environment but the barbell is is that we are also balancing that with longer dated holdings and those are at higher yields and therefore will protect the overall uh, net yield of the funds um, and all else being equal and so That is sort of the key kind of strategy at this time. In addition to that, we are also, uh, because because of the support from the central bank, we've seen a very, very sharp tightening in credit spreads across the board in, in the money market space. But we do believe that macroeconomic risks are still quite high, you know, just given the risks relating to the virus, the lockdown, and how quickly we return to some level of normal activity for that reason, we continue to continuously biased towards high quality investments. So, typically, you know, Phil again, Phil mentioned the minimum requirements from a credit rating standpoint, A1P1. But we've actually, even ahead of this crisis, again, due to credit premiums being much lower than we would otherwise want them to be, have been preferencing higher quality sovereign type investments. We're also holding a vast amount of U.S. Treasury bills in the portfolio. So almost 20% of, our, of the holdings in the funds are now in what we'd call sovereign and sovereign-like investments. So a very high-quality tilt um, in the current environment. Overall, the sort of duration or weighted average maturity of the portfolio, uh, the funds, is quite neutral. Again, this is just because we're really focused on maintaining liquidity at this time. And having managed through many crises myself in the past, I can say that this has always proven to be a, a more successful way of operating, because as we are in an uncertain environment, it's very difficult to evaluate how both market conditions, but also liquidity needs of investors, can evolve. So this is this is the reason for positioning in this way. And as Phil mentioned, uh, and also Shaw mentioned, you know we're continuing to flows into prime funds generally, because we do still think that these yields are very attractive relative to where US dollar cash investments are generally being offered at this time. So with that, I will I will close and perhaps uh, hand back to Phil for some final comments.
1: Uh, Gita, thanks, it's Sean here. Thanks so much. Just to remind everyone on the call that if you do want regular updates from the BlackRock liquidity team, they do these every two weeks, they're outstanding. And if you would like to be included, just give Ian or myself a call and we'll make sure that you're added to those calls. Now, as you know, Phil and Gita, have been under lockdown, much like the rest of us down here. The difference in the UK is that the the bottle stores are open and they're allowed to buy grog. And Phil made the comment yesterday to me. He said, "Heck, Sean, if these pubs don't open soon, I'm at risk of becoming an alcoholic. So, Phil, I hope the pubs open soon so you don't become a home alcoholic. Thanks again.
0: Ned Group Collective Investments is an authorised collective investment scheme manager in terms of the Collective Investment Schemes Control Act. Ned Group Investments does not provide advice on financial products and will only give you factual information. For further details on our funds and to view our terms and conditions, please visit nedgroupinvestments.co.za.